Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Today's DT is Ephesians 6. Now, this passage provides a picture of the fierce spiritual battle that we are up against. Now, in physical war, depending on where you're positioned, you're unaware of the dire circumstances, the actual threat from the enemy, and the hellish reality of battle. So you have to actually go to the front lines, and that's where you appreciate the casualties and therefore the imminent and formidable threat of the enemy. So with the spiritual battle, this passage provides a window into the reality of the devil and what we are daily up against. So a thorough knowledge of the enemy and a healthy respect for his schemes is so important and we can't underestimate his power. And this verse really captures the array of opposition that we're up against in Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Now we see here that our struggle is not with human beings, but with cosmic intelligences in the sphere of an invisible reality. Our enemies are not human, but demonic spiritual agents from the headquarters of evil. Now they can weaponize anything, internet, media, myriad of distractions, politics, etc. So our guards must be up. Now, first of all, notice that we need to be constantly vigilant against the enemy. The devil never rests and is opportunistic. And notice how many times the word all is used. Verse 13, take up the whole armor of God, having done all to stand firm. Verse 16, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit and so forth. So there is a very clear exhortation here. We need to always be vigilant. We can't let our guard down, can't give the devil an opportunity to wreak havoc on our soul because this assumes the devil never rests and never stops scheming. Secondly, the devil is potent. Um, and there are two exhortations Paul gives, one in verse 10. Um, in light of this, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, meaning we cannot defeat the enemy with our own strength. So we can't be so self-confident. Um, you know, often our defense is our willpower and you just reliance on your own emotional resources. That would be too feeble against this kind of potent enemy. Um, but God has provided us with the resources we need. And so this first exhortation is general, but the second is more specific. So therefore, put on the whole armor of God. I think this is a good example of how there is a balanced teaching in Scripture. It's not just let go and let God. We have to pray, but of course we have to put on the armor. And so therefore, fighting temptation is a combination of God at work and enabling us to overcome, but also human cooperation. So we need to put on the whole armor of God, which translates into a heavy-armed soldier who is completely outfitted. We need all of it, the belt, the breastplate, the boots, the shield, the helmet, and the sword. So these are all associated with the truth and righteousness and good news of peace, faith, salvation, and the word of God. So I want to just start with the belt of truth. We need to dispel lies, and I notice this especially when we tend to get emotional and lose sense of truth because at that time our feelings rule over what actually happens. So we find ourselves left with this unpleasant feeling of, uh, for example, let's say when we're corrected and therefore we feel mistreated, but we forget the context and why you were corrected in the first place. So again, the belt of truth, this is what holds you up. The breastplate of righteousness in verse 14. Now the breastplate was a major piece of armor that protected all the vital organs back as well as the front. So Paul uses the word righteousness generally to mean justification. So uh, if if that's the definition it's this idea that though we are sinners, we're offered the spiritual coverage of Jesus' righteousness completely all over because of the cross. 
The gospel boots come next in the list, and Roman soldier boots were meant for long marches. These boots prevented the soldiers from sliding, and they gave way for firm footing. For the Christians, this means your overall readiness and preparedness with firm footing to share the gospel. Um, so I just want to ask you, what more do you think you need before you can share your faith? You have enough training through MBS, DTs, countless service opportunities and mission trips in order to provide an accurate description of the gospel and what following Jesus is like. So what is our hesitation? Um, as a Roman soldier was prepared for marches, we need to be prepared to share the gospel. I think 2021 will be an unprecedented time for all of us as people come out of SIP, cases go down of COVID, and we need to seize upon such opportunities. And I would um, encourage you guys to practice now by going to your campuses. Imagine how you would strike up spiritual conversations again since it's been a while. And who knows, while you're out there, you might actually meet someone um, walking around also on campus. Um, skipping over to the helmet of salvation, a Roman soldier's helmet was made out of bronze or iron. So what is Paul talking about here? I think he's talking about how our identity can be forged under this banner that we are saved, um, that we have salvation, and therefore we are precious to God. So no matter what happens to you or I, um, we may not get into the grad school, get a certain job, or maybe do that well in a performance review. We can still be confident in our ultimate identity as his child, in our salvation, that we are adopted into his family. And I just want to ask you, is this where you place your significance in? So we're not going to cover every um, one of these things, but the last one we want to cover is the sword, the word of God, the only weapon you go on the offensive with. Rather than be passive, you have the word of God. So you you can through scripture prick people's conscious uh consciences so important so it's important that we don't simply use our own wisdom when we counsel or give advice or teach it's so much more powerful when we quote scripture so the truth of god just convicts and finally apostle paul adds prayer in verses 18 through 20 and that's because he thinks of prayer as a, not 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 as another unnamed weapon but we are to bathe spiritual warfare with words of prayer. And that act alone keeps us alert, vigilant, and just aware of our own weaknesses and sins. So spiritual life is a battle. And this is a fundamental point of scripture, that there is a cosmos engaged in a battle of forces of good versus evil. And the reason why the Bible reminds us again and again of the reality of spiritual warfare is that we easily forget. And what happens when you don't remind yourself the alertness and self-control go out the window and our restless and wandering heart takes us down a path of sin and destruction. So what happens to a life that has lost the sense of spiritual battle, where you've lost the backdrop of that larger battle in which every believer must identify him or herself as one of the warriors? You start to give into comfort-seeking ways. You become idle. You allow your eyes to give into old temptations that used to grip you. And so we must resist we must be alert to what is happening to us. So why does the Bible employ the language of battle? It's because in battle, the stakes are ultimate. Whether we pray, persist, persist in loving someone, um, and continue this tiring fight against our selfishness, it's a battle. It has these kinds of ultimate stakes, and we need to wage war against it through prayer, guardrails, word of God, reliance on others in the body, and, uh, you know, it's not easy, we know. Often there's not much to show for your struggle, but take comfort. It's supposed to be this hard because we're in a battle. But most importantly, God sees our struggling, our wrestling, and provides a way out by telling us to put on the full armor of God. 
So to conclude, how vigilant are you? What is your worldview and your understanding of life? Is it the Christian worldview where God is asking you to join him in battle through love and discipline and faithfulness? And are you joining him as a soldier? So let's be faithful to the people, the task that God gives to you and I right now. So, okay, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have a good, Have a good weekend. Day.